Hey, so welcome to episode 17 of the Katie and Ryan Show. How are you doing, Katie? I'm great. How are you, Ryan? You don't sound that happy. Ryan, really? <laughs> I don't sound happy. <laughs> well, or, or happy. Right. Either one. Coffee, yeah, yeah just chug your coffee right now. So we're here on site at the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Perry Monday Realty Group office in Redlands. Uh, as always, my name is Ryan David Lara. I'm the branch manager of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Realty and Riverside. Katie, who the heck are you? I'm still trying to find that out. <laughs> you don't know? I'm just solo realtor. Solo? Solo um, realtor? Yeah, puppy enthusiast. Katie Chadwick, puppy enthusiast. Oh, you should put that on your business card. That would actually... Puppy yeah. enthusiast. Yeah, I like Define that. too. Yeah, so, so we are humbly graced by your presence today, Alex. Alex Prieto is an agent here at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Perry Mundi Realty Group as well. How's it going, Alex? Doing great. Thank you guys for inviting me. I feel honored. Yeah. No, we're, we're honored by yeah, you. Alex by you. is probably the most elusive person. <laughs> and the fact that we nailed him down for 10 minutes is just, we're just I'm impressed. stoked, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm everywhere, but... We, we, we falsely <laughs> enticed him with beer. I'm in Redlands now. <laughs> Anywho, so today's uh, podcast, we're going to go into trading and the whole, that's a whole different world. I'm like the most I've ever done is like throw some ran, some random change at a stock when I was like, I think 20 or something <laughs> like that. Um, have really no idea about trading or what's, you know, the ins and outs or like where to even start. Um, no one in my family has ever done it. Katie, do you have any experience um, with that? I have some Bitcoin experience, which I don't wish to go into. Oh, because you <laughs> lost your password well, and you can't recover no, your hundreds of thousands no, of dollars? Something That's the much worse. Um, <laughs> I've had some experience in like just apps that put you in a mutual fund. I just recently um, got a financial advisor, so I'm in some um, bigger mutual funds, one international, one's just US. So I'm okay. kind of dipping my toes in but yeah, i want to yeah. be on the front lines you know okay, yeah. not kind of mediating it through someone let someone else get the yeah. action i don't like to pick my nose huh. <laughs> well, you like to be in the game yeah no picking noses so alex what's up <laughs> well, i would say like the, that's kind of how everybody starts you know they dab a little bit here you know they go into uh say commodities or indexes or etfs just to kind of get you know used to it or mm -hmm. at least get uh, familiar with it but I would say the biggest thing that a lot of people lack is educating themselves because in the kind of like what you mentioned you go to financial advisor but with the financial advisor you don't really know the ins and outs and what they're looking for what's a good trade for you like, right. with your money mm -hmm. uh, what I do more I kind of cut the financial advisor out and I manage my own pretty much my whole savings my mm -hmm. money to invest mm -hmm. where I want to um, keep in mind too, there are different types of trading that you can get into. There's um, ETFs, there's you know indexes. Or you What's an ETF? For an example? ETF. That's more of a. It's like a broader aspect of the market. Mm -hmm. So there's an ETF that tracks the S and P 500. Mm -hmm. There's an ETF that tracks the uh, Dow Industrial, mm -hmm. and those kind of indicate where the market's going. It's either. It's it's kind of funny because the index of an ETF of the S and P. It looks very similar to the um, index of the S&P. So the ETF and index, they track each other. Okay. And it's just That's a different right. sector of it. Some people trade more ETFs than indexes, but for the most part, it's like pretty much the same exact thing. But for the most part, it's kind of like real estate. When you do commercial, that's a specialty. When you do uh, residential, that's a specialty. And then there's a leasing side. What I do, um, I'm an option trader. So it's like a niche of trading. So there's cryptocurrency you could trade. Um, there's, uh, what is it, Forex trading you could trade. And then there's a typical retail, retail trader you can trade. And then uh, option trading. 
I do more, I leverage a lot. So when I leverage, I put a certain percentage of my account and then I leverage that whole amount. It's kind of like escrow. That's, okay. how, that's how I always sell it as. So okay. it's one of those things. It's uh, it's very complex, mm -hmm. and that's the reason why. Like, when you find a niche that you like, some people only like to trade gold. Some people like to only trade silver because mm -hmm. they just like to track those ones. Um, I would really say what interests you more. Like, do you like big companies like Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, do you like commodities? Mm -hmm. Kind of. Well, what do you guys think? What would interest you going into trading? That would made you go into it because it's not a get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Right. Kind of like what a lot of people thought about Bitcoin. Yeah, and yeah. The next thing you know, yeah, it went up. I, and we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta keep holding. Well, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm kind of intrigued how like the the idea of like the where you used to think of like Disney or Coca Cola as like a blue chip stock. Now you kind of think of like an Amazon or a Facebook is more more in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's kind of interested me. But I, I think I would be more like if I did trade, it'd be more companies, whatnot. Like I just I think I keep a. Just in my night regular like news cycle, I keep a better beat on like what's going on in like the tech industry or or just like movers and shakers and you know with large technology platforms mm -hmm. and so that would be like I think the easiest for me to to track. You have something to relate to it exactly. Okay. If I started trading like crude oil, I'd be I, I would start picking my nose and probably get bored and then just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think startups, smaller companies would be more appealing to me. Okay. Um, just kind of after doing more research and just. Just the idea of, you know, how Gary Vee invested in Uber and Twitter before when they were mm -hmm. just tiny, tiny little yeah. companies. Like, that kind of excites totally. me, you know. Because they have more potential to grow, too. Like, yeah. once you get into Facebook, everybody knows Facebook. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how much more can it go? But I still think it's undervalued. It, mm -hmm. it is very cheap. Like, when it had that free fall that it had recently on the last earnings. Yeah. I saw that as a buying opportunity. Buy, buy, buy. Mm -hmm. Right? I did. Mm -hmm. But see, I don't buy positions. I buy contracts. When you buy contracts, it's... Uh, for each contract, there's 100 shares in the contract. Hmm. And then you're buying it for a specific time, for a specific price, on a specific day. And it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like you're predicting the future in a way. Hmm. Interesting. Because people who are retail traders, they look at the options to see where the market's going to go future-wise. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there you see a whole bunch of people shorting, um, like they short a whole bunch of like option contracts for Facebook for like October. It could be a sign that, you know, it's going it, to eventually free fall a little bit right and then another thing you got to look at big people like ceos cfos that are in the company are they selling a whole bunch of stock at a mm -hmm. certain price because that could be an indicator too mm -hmm. that they know the inside more than we do yeah right, and right. what we do we have to do our more research in order to actually get accurate information definitely that's why when you kind of have a financial advisor you're like hey here's a thousand dollars yeah it's very passive make, make that's me ex literally exactly what i did yeah and it's so. like make, make me like a hundred bucks two hundred yeah. bucks yeah yeah but it's kind of uh I'd, I'd recommend everybody to do their own research because that's where you'll you'll be the, you'll be in the end mm -hmm. compared to like kind of being on the sidelines that's right. right so as far as your journey into trading where did it all begin for you you know, it all began at, well, when I first started, when I first started real estate, everything started at the barbershop. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, that's where everything started, which was yeah. my dad's shop in Ukaipa, uh, Rick's Barbershop. And, um, Plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I met so many good people, and um, my mentor that taught me, he's actually, he's like family to me now, mm -hmm. but that's before I even got into real estate, too. And um, just having that happen was, he was a, a great guideline of where to begin with trading. Mm -hmm. And I, I was, I actually started backwards. Everybody starts out as like a typical retail trader where they buy positions, but option trading is like almost towards like the end of that, mm -hmm. like the end of being a retail trader because you start tracking options 
once you start to get into it and start trading more. Mm-hmm. And um, now that I'm doing option trading, I'm kind of learning backwards now to where now I'm learning <laughs> like the indexes and just understanding that whole side more. Because now literally I just look at charts. Yeah. I look mm-hmm. at trends, what the trends are in the charts and then mm-hmm. that's what I go by. So, but I would really say mentors is a really big thing. Find somebody who really knows what they're doing and mm-hmm. have them show you their, their prop, not all their profits, but have them right. show you like their rep sheet, you know, yeah. what, how reputable are they? And then that'll kind of give you a good indication of uh, should I really learn from this guy? Yeah, you know? yeah, because you don't you don't want to just learn off anybody that's uh, that's just saying oh I'm a, I'm a great Bitcoin expert. Got it. Yeah, like, which was everyone now. like in May. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's literally what ends up happening, and then they end up getting they either lose money or they get lucky. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that got lucky too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they bought at like ten thousand, then they sold it when it hit what nineteen thousand, wow. eighteen thousand, and they made money. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, it sounds like you're really invested in trading. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about like your daily routine and habits and kind of staying on top of the market? So what I do, I always start, well, it's kind of like a seven day a week de- deal. So I will start on um, my typical work day will start on a Sunday, which will be more like towards the evening time because I kind of get an idea. The futures market opens before the actual stock market does. And that tracks like, you know, Europe, Asia, and all mm-hmm. those ones. And it kind of indicates, not a whole lot, but it indicates where the U.S. market's going to open on Monday. So I kind of start looking to see where it's going to trade through there on Sunday. And then I also look through about 200 charts before I actually decide. I have a top five. Top five charts out of the 200. Mm-hmm. And then I'll decide what trade I want to go from there. So a lot of it, but that's every night too. So right. On Sunday when I do that, I make one trade. And the thing is, you can't overtrade. Right. If you overtrade, that's when you blow up your account. Mm. Or, or you're just too eager and then you're like, mm. oh, I want this one, this one, this yeah. one. And the next thing you know, I can't trade no more because all my money's tied up. Got it. So it's just, uh, it's having, a, having rules. If you follow the rules, that's when you're more successful. Mm-hmm. When you just dive in there and like head first, like all in. Like yeah. go to the casino, it's, it's different. The way I trade, it's more of a calculated trade. Like calculated, um, calculated risk, I would say. It's yeah. like when buying real estate. Right. Like, is exactly. it a good investment or is it not? Did gotcha. you run the numbers correctly? Like, what's the ROI going to be on the flip? Mm-hmm. So, and then I integrate it to real estate too because it kind of makes you. Um, you can't get emotional about trading. No. Like if you do, you're you're kind of let your emotions run you. Yeah. Wow. Do you like? As in in your like Sunday, like you just mentioned, where you're looking at other markets. Do you like, let's say you see like the Asian markets, European markets, and they're starting to like, let's say they're not Deep doing line. too great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you kind of like, oh, SHIT, like I need to like. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't say, I'd say no, because mm-hmm. a lot of the trades, I, like right now the markets, um, it's, it's really sideways. Okay. Like it's really up and down. Like you'll notice, oh, the S&P's up, you know, yeah. 5%, 10%, whatever it is. And. You know, I I kind of I've been watching this since the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. So when we had that big uh, sell-off in February, I kind of already saw that happening. And um, ever since then, when they had that big uh, sell-off, I've been trading accordingly to like, okay, it's going to be a sideways market from here on out until I feel until Trump the election comes out. Mm-hmm. And personally, I feel if Trump doesn't get elected, then I feel we might have a you know a bigger decline in the market. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to free fall like it did in two thousand eight. But I don't know. I'm just uh, you know, option trader trying to make it in the world. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. But for the most part, you know, it's um, you can see trends. Mm-hmm. Right. And once it breaks a certain support, that's when it enters what they call a bear market, 
when uh, a lot of people start to get scared of the market mm-hmm. and they pull their money out. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when they pull their money out, like or like you, the, they have a saying in trading that the market's like a big baby. Mm-hmm. Any weird news or bad news, like today about the whole turkey crisis, yeah, people are selling off. They're not as scared as they would be because our market's mm-hmm. still it's still really strong. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see where it's going to go in the next once election comes. Right, mm-hmm. it's always uh, everybody's on edge. Yeah, yeah. And you, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, like, when you see people starting to sell, 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 is that where you like would advise that's probably the good time to buy as uh, the rates are going down, or is it? I know that's a very vague question. You know, I, I would go more into like uh, financial uh, companies, like you know, Bank of America, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, just because when interest rates go up, guess who makes the money? The right. banks. Mm-hmm. So I would ju- you would really like I kind of mentioned um, you would really have to do your own research in the beginning to really uh, just learn the whole inside outside game because when something happens with interest rates, who's going to make more money long term? Banks are. Right. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I would position myself in a way if the chart looks good. Okay, I want to get it on, on on Chase or Wells Fargo, but then again, Wells Fargo has a lot of um, has a lot of lawsuits on their hands. Yeah. yeah. To where yeah. you kind of have to be wary with them. But Bank of America, it's a good one. Uh, Chase is also a good one. But there's buying points. Like I wish I had a chart to show you guys. Really <laughs> loves charts. Yeah, charts. Yeah. Like literally, that's what I look at ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time. And it's crazy because it's like um, it it like predicts the future because when there's a certain support level. I'd say 85% of the time, that support level is like pure support, but it has to be defined. If it's not defined like, oh, it dropped here and then it dropped further, that's not a support. You can't count that as a support. Mm. Makes sense. But then if it rebounds back big time and then it's like staying at the main support, then that's clearly the support level. And then that's when I either indicate, okay, I'm either gonna be bullish or bearish or Mm. bi-directional. So you kinda, when I say bi-directional, you can bet that it's just gonna be sideways the whole time. And, but see, the way I trade is more like for a certain time frame. So I never own the stock, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm. or like I, leasing the stock. Yeah, pretty much. I, I consider it like escrow. You know, you put money in for like say $2,000 and I do it from say August until October and I'm betting it's gonna stay, I don't know, I'll give you an example. I got in on crude oil. Mm-hmm. It's a futures contract. And uh, futures is something else that people trade too. I forgot to include that, but mm-hmm. it's a future contract, and I bet that it was going to stay above. I got in in June, and I bet that it was going to stay above sixty-two dollars a barrel until September. Right now, it's tracking it. It hit seventy-one, and then it dropped down. To, right now, it's at about sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. But see, it's a pretty good indication that it's still going to stay above sixty-two because time decay already happened. When time decay happens and it gets closer to my contract ending. That's when uh, my contract is more valuable, which means mm-hmm. I receive all my credit that I initially received in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're oh, just totally enveloped in. That's interesting. interesting. I'm like, I'm like calculating. Like, right? yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's one of those things. Like, in the be- it's very complex. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, I'd recommend to just hold off until you really feel comfortable. But then again, it's like it's like anything. If you don't learn it or you don't try, you're never yeah, going to really learn. That's true. That's why I'd recommend if anybody is interested in trying, do it with a small portion first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see big profits, you can't have a small account either. That's yeah. Thing. So you can't be like, oh, I'm going to invest $5,000 and then do two trades and I'm going to learn like, like everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's different ways that um, I use Thinkorswim. It's a platform through TD Ameritrade. And uh, they get, have paper accounts where they can you can actually trade with fake money and acting like you have like a hundred thousand dollar account. Mm-hmm. 
So if you really think about that, that's probably the best way to learn. But then be wary of this is that when you're ready to actually trade, they're going to look at your paper account and like, oh. and like all your activities. Yeah. So say you like lost a whole bunch of money. They want to protect you too. They don't want you to lose all your money, which is nice. You, know? <laughs> you put on training wheels? Yeah, pretty much. Them. There's uh, training programs that they have, different wow. episodes that they have. Um, but keep in mind, it's kind of more, um, it's kind of vague in a way to where they don't really teach you like the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. See, um, the way I learned, I learned from somebody who's very, um, he's been doing it for, what, 25 years? And he's just phenomenal at what he does. Mm -hmm. It amazes me, but it's crazy. I learned 15 trading strategies. I only use three, four at the most. Wow. Just because I feel comfortable with those. Right. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, you found your little niche. Yeah, the niches. But it took me a year and a half to actually like hone them in and actually, you know, whatever your first year, you'll you'll be profitable. But you have to be. You have to watch. You can't overextend yourself. Because mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest. I was anxious. I was like, I'm gonna sit in front of this computer for like hours, and I'm gonna learn. Mm -hmm. And then, sure enough, like I realized, like, oh, damn, I'm in front of this computer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I gotta go sell houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So on, on the topic of learning, so throughout your 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 course and um, where you've gone in, in trading so far. What have you learned or what lessons have you, whether it's been like you touched the stove and you had to learn it was hot or mm -hmm. what, what is a, what, what lessons have you had? Um, I've learned to not be emotional. Mm -hmm. um, being patient is a really big one. I'm a, I could be impatient a lot and mm -hmm. it taught me to be patient. I mean, I'm still learning today. Like I'm not no like super expert, but at the same time, it taught me from when I wasn't patient and being emotional about my trades. And then I, I incorporated it with uh, real estate too. You know, you kind of have to... In a way, you got to get your emotions out of the way in yeah. order to, you know, succeed in it. Mm -hmm. And that's being patient and um, just learning to really just wait for the right opportunity. And when you see it, don't be scared. Just just go. Because at it. the same time, if you don't do it, you're just going to be held back and be like, oh. And this happened to me in the beginning. Like, I wanted to do that trade, but I didn't do it because I was too scared. And the next thing you know, it did what I thought it was going to do. Mm -hmm. And then you look back like, dang, I should have just done it. So it's kind of just... Uh, no, you just got to be ready, but you got to know you're ready too. Yeah. It's just, I think that's a good general like business advice. Like if you yeah. can, the ones who are most successful are the ones who can control their emotions. Yeah. And wait. And wait. <laughs> well, especially running a business, it's uh, well, real estate, we all do it. You know, you, you, we have to manage our finances and realize, okay, I can afford this a month and spend this a month, but I have to make sure I receive this amount of return in order to make that investment make sense. Totally. And so like when I leverage how I do and I trade, I at least want about, I shoot for about seven to 10% profit for mm -hmm. the amount that I put into escrow. I call it escrow because mm -hmm. I try to think about it like real estate. Yeah. Too, okay. And so we talked about what lessons you've learned. Um, what successes had you had in trading? Successes, um, <laughs> it's one of those subjects to where Define the successes though, like kind of like give us a moment where you're just like, Yes, I live for this, or like just like totally affirmed as to why you're doing this, and like kind of like it can be a tiny success or it can be a huge success. Okay, so I felt I found it um, when I started to see the successes happen was more when um, I realized, like, man, my money's making me money when I sleep, yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's when it made me feel like. I'm actually doing what I always envisioned as a kid doing, 
working smarter, not harder. Yeah. And that's my, that's, that's my whole goal. Like, especially with real estate, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes we get big lump sums, but yeah. it's just sitting in the bank making what, 0.01%, yeah. like almost nothing. And when I can manage my own, like my own savings and really make almost literally 10 times more than what the bank is going to give me. Because yeah. really what the bank does, what a lot of people don't understand is that when you put, say, I don't know, I'll give you an example of, say, 50000 into your savings. It's not, now it's not yours. It's, it's, a, it's in your account, but it's not actually yours. They actually borrow your money and give it to somebody else. That's why if you ever go to the bank and say, hey, can I get my 50000 now? Oh, you're going to have to wait like a week. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, that's, I thought it was my money. Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, they don't tell you, but they lend it out to other people and they make money off mm -hmm. it to make them more money. Just like when people get personal loans, it's the same thing. They make a 15% interest rate on almost everybody. So I would say that's a big one. And then also, um, I always loved investing. And then once I actually learned it and realized, like, I'm actually doing it now, that's when I just, it opened up my eyes a lot more. So that, I would say that's a big one. And then you live life on your own terms. Yeah. You don't have a boss telling you. That's the one thing I like about this is that your only boss is it's you and your computer. If your mm -hmm. computer's not working, then you're out of work. <laughs> For the most yeah. part, unless an EMP happens or something. <laughs> you know, we're all, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> so. Okay. And I like to ask all of our guests this. Um, if you had a billboard that thousands of people drove by every single day, and saw it, what would you want it to say? And don't just, not just advertise your business, but like any kind of phrase or quote or piece of information that's just really stuck with you. To always do what you love because then it's like never going to work. And kind of fit, like, what are you saying that more as in like the trading aspect or just in, in general? Both. Well, in, the, in I, general. I would say more because I don't know if I really want to take trading into like a business aspect. Mm -hmm. I, I like just kind of doing it right. how I do it's it now. Hobby. Yeah. And um, it, if I always treated everything like a business and I'd be like overwhelmed with yeah. a lot. Yeah. So with trading, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know. Do you guys have a hobby that you guys do? Yeah. Working out. I used to, um, I can actually speak to your what you're saying is I um, used to love weightlifting and working out and then I became a personal trainer and I tried to turn that into my business and mm -hmm. I just hated it. Yep, it made me stop working out and it was just... You structure it different. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so keeping it as a hobby is something that you should absolutely do if you're passionate about it, but not always the case. You know, yeah. You're not always going to hate it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that kind of goes back to that idea of even if it's like, let's say real estate, for example, and you love selling real estate, you love like... Helping, helping that first-time homebuyer get in their home or whatever it may be, you know, that, that love for the industry is what's going to, you know, when you're when it's 4 p.m. and you're done and you've been up since 6 and you're just like, <laughs> you're sick of reading contracts, you, you're over it, that, that passion is what's going to help push you forward and, yeah. you know, get you done, done through the day. Because if you, it is just like any other job, then, you know, why would you care? You just kind of, exactly, everything feels so like black and white and mm -hmm. gray and not as fun. Yeah gotta have fun doing it too you have to it's like when i wake up i think that's what excites me the most it's like okay what's the market doing today yeah, yeah. but then also too <laughs> it goes back to real estate because i do that real estate's my full-time deal mm -hmm. and uh, now trading is just kind of more on the background mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where eventually i would want to just trade because mm -hmm. then i could go to spain and i could trade and work. still make money yeah. while, right while i'm that's on vacation. the dream and then same mm -hmm. thing with real estate i mean we could be we could all be on vacation yeah and still close a deal on you know if you're in new york or something that's and you're true. out here that's very so true i guess i the, what i realized is that i found um 
I found the two things that I really enjoyed because I tried out I tried a lot of things, and then I realized, and I'm young too, I'm 23, but I realized the two that I really like is trading and real estate. Mm-hmm. So now those that's the main things I want to stick by. And I think that at that age, there's I would I would argue there's people in like their 30s who still don't you know are still finding their path or in their 40s still finding their path. Yeah. So. For you finding it at such a you know a, a young motivated age, I think that's just going to pay dividends towards the back end. Oh, yeah, but I would tell anybody, you yeah. know, it's never too late to learn. Oh yeah, and the biggest thing is just educating yourself. And if you really, I see everybody has the same opportunities. It's just when they do present themselves, don't get emotional and be like, yeah. oh, should I do it? Is it? it what, I can't afford it. This mm-hmm, and that. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, just trust yourself, trust your gut, and you know, follow what you really believe yeah. and what you want to do in life. Good life advice from Jeez, Alex. Yeah. Wow. I feel like a spirit. should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> so last question, kind of all encompassing, you know, entire conversation and your, from your experiences, not just yourself, but what you've, what you've seen from others, um, from your mentor to just people you've seen in trading in general, what makes someone successful? What makes somebody successful? I would say to really educate yourself and then play your plan like you have to have a game plan if you mm-hmm. don't have the game plan going in and you don't follow the rules while going in or like at least your guideline mm-hmm. that's when people get caught up into um, the hidden distractions that arise and I feel like it's same thing with real estate so I would say follow the game plan don't be so emotional you know like a, one thing I have on my phone it's uh, success is on the other side of fear I was scared when I, I, I was scared when I got into trading because I was like shoot I'm about to put all this money into this yeah. and you know I I'm in, I'm in a business where it's only commission real estate, so yeah. if I don't spend it wisely, but then again, I had a mentor that I trusted a lot, and I, I believed what he told me, mm-hmm. and sure enough, since I trusted my gut too, I reap the rewards now, and I'm constantly learning, constantly growing, so I feel like in five more years, I'll be at the expert level, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> but for right now, I still feel like a novice, but at the same time, the market will... Uh, the market will put you in check if you feel <laughs> if, if you feel too confident and like right, too cocky absolutely. with it. It'll put you mm-hmm. in check pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, I, now I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> well, don't be scared. Kidding, it's just I'm one scared. of those things where um, yeah, it's just uh, following the rules, trusting well, trust your game plan, and then going by the game plan. I think that's just good advice, sound right. advice in general in your career field. Like you just have to. You can't you can't just go in blind. You can't just throw some money at something and expect it to just oh I'm you know get you know, like guess what get rich quick doesn't happen like it just know. doesn't unless you play the lottery. <laughs> it's like real estate. You know you get what you put into it. If Correct. You're, if you're at home doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to ever get any listings? Are you going to ever get in front of buyers that are looking Correct. for homes? Correct. So it's just a it's a balance. There's I'd say overall you know in my experience in real estate it's. The, the ones you see who are working, busting their butt, like a overwhelming majority, those are the successful people. Yeah. Like, so it's just like any or any industry, That's I guess. That's what it comes down to. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, and thank you, guys. Giving us a, um, half an hour of your time. I yeah. know you're a busy man, so we yeah. will outro. Um, thank you again for listening, you guys. I hope you could pick up some awesome little tidbits. Um, you can find me on Instagram at kt.realtorryan. You can find me on Instagram at, at ryanrealtypro. Alex, what do you want to you plug? You can your... find me at, at alexcellca on Instagram. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening, guys.